Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harrods here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was a bit of a mixed start to the week this week. Uh, For the first time in a few weeks now, we didn't have a vaccine Monday like we have seen. No no news about a a vaccine today to lift our markets higher to get the week started. Uh, So there was a mixed day today, but not all bad. I'll get to a lot of it here. But the main story this morning came from the Fed as the latest reports for M1 money supply in the United States came out and we got an absolute explosion in the money supply this past month, up a huge $500 billion, taking the total now. A lot of people have been talking about this, hadn't gotten a ton of, of mainstream press before this today, but since March of this year, the total for the M1 money supply is now at $2.2 trillion, a staggering 56% increase since March. That could explain some of the weakness that we saw in the markets today. It also explains why metals did so well today, which I'll get to more here at the end of this podcast, gold and silver having strong days today. Uh, but remember, when you hear talk of this massive growth in money supply, what we're hearing is massive currency inflation. And for us here, that signals the best friend for precious metals and the miners, a group that we are aggressively long right now. And I'll get to that more here in our VRA Commodity Watch. But there's a lot of optimism in the market right now for the next stimulus bill. It's a lot of people saying it's priced into this market, could be a little bit of a buy the rumor, sell the news type of event. But we're starting to see other countries launching new stimulus as well, as Japan just launched its latest round of stimulus, totaling $700 billion in U.S. dollar terms. But when you hear it in terms of the yen, it really makes an impact. In terms of the yen, this stimulus deal is going to total $73 trillion for Japan. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. When you hear $700 billion in U.S. terms, sounds like a lot, but... 73 trillion just speaks volumes to what they've done to their currency there. Um, But it is certainly time when we get this bill passed for more of this money to go to the American people and certainly not to the large corporations that have benefited from this since the beginning. Uh, Just like we saw in the 2008 2009 financial crisis when American families were hurting the most, they didn't get anything. And, And same here with coronavirus. Yes, there have been unemployment benefits and moratoriums on evictions, but throughout this whole process, Americans have just been told to get by with their $1,200 stimulus checks, while millions and billions of dollars go to the wealthiest companies in the world. It's absolutely incredible. And take a look at this. As I mentioned, the moratorium on evictions, mortgage deferrals, unemployment benefits, all of those expire at the end of this year. Now, from where we're sitting, we think these absolutely must be extended or we run the risk of a severe financial crisis worse than the one that we're, we've seen already in 2020. In reality, if something is not done about this, 2021 is going to make 2020 look like child's play. It's going to be, uh, I don't even want to go there yet. Uh, not, not ready to do that. But so far, Nearly 12 million American renters will owe $5,800 in back rent and back utilities in early January if something is not done about this here. 
We have millions of unemployed Americans. They can't even afford their basic needs here in the United States thanks to these tyrannical lockdowns that, that we've seen from mostly left-leaning Democrat-run states where the population has been hit the worst, and yet there's nothing that, that really has been done for the American people. The only way that we see that we can even attempt to avoid this is step one, pass stimulus. Well, these are both need to happen at the same time, simultaneously. Pass stimulus that goes directly to the American people and open our economy back up. That is exactly what needs to happen here. And the only thing, again, that's going to stop us from 2021 being even worse than 2020, as much as it, it pains me to have to say that, that's, that's the situation that we're in right now. In regards to the market, we have seen a lot of strength recently. We eased off a little bit of that today. The NASDAQ did still hit a new all-time high, but metric after metric here is now flashing extreme overbought readings. They've been there for a few weeks, been, been hovering around these extreme overbought readings, but they just continue to pile up here. And it doesn't mean that we're going to get an immediate correction. We've said that for the last few weeks as well, and our markets have continued to hit new all-time highs. But at overbought territory like this is when bad things tend to happen. And this latest metric that I'm about to tell you about certainly raises some red flags. And that is the short interest for the S&P 500, which sits at a multi-year low right now, which is 1.6% of the S&P 500 market cap being sold short. That is basically record level lows of short for the market. So as contrarians... You see here, the shorts have completely left. So, as contrarians, that's when we see that the risk of the downside is actually higher. Very similar to sentiment. When everybody gets on the bullish side, that is when bad things tend to happen. Now, when a historic level of shorts are not shorting like they usually would, these bearish people, bearish investors, that is, they probably just got out just ahead of when this correction might actually happen. We'll be sure to keep you posted here on all of all of this. Looking at our markets on the day, as I mentioned earlier, the NASDAQ did hit a new all-time high, up just over four-tenths of 1% to 12,519. We were followed there by the Russell 2000, which was interesting today. We got a lot of reports from people seeing errors in their system. Even on my screen right now, it's showing that the Russell 2000 was up 2.3% today. But when you look at the actual numbers, the Russell 2000 was down closer to, to about one-tenth of 1% 1 today, right at uh, 1,891 or so on the Russell 2000. We were followed there by the S&P, down just about two-tenths of 1% 1 to 3,691. And lastly here, the Dow, our biggest loser on the day, down almost half a percent, still above 30,000 at 30,069 for the Dow. Looking at our internals on the day, which we've been seeing record-breaking numbers from the internal new all-time highs in a number of, of these uh, areas here. We got a little bit of a mixed return today, though. Advances, losing out declines on both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Uh, just slightly negative, though. Not huge numbers there. But this was really the strong point of the day. New 52-week highs to lows. Absolutely incredible. This is an all-time high uh, for this metric with 711 stocks hitting new 52-week highs today to just 12 stocks hitting new 52-week lows. That is, that is very strong numbers from the new 52-week highs to lows there. 
Lastly here, volume did come in negative on the New York Stock Exchange, but we were able to get positive to finish out the day on the NASDAQ. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with three out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. Communication services led the way. That was an all-time high there. Uh, we were followed there by utilities and then technology. And while tech isn't at a new all-time high right now, we continue to get new all-time highs from the semis. So you have the NASDAQ leading the way, tech leading the way, semis hitting new all-time highs. Not exactly a bearish occurrence there. Uh, something that is certainly keeping us in this market right now. Um, our laggards on the day for our sectors were energy, oil was down today, followed there by real estate, financials, and materials. Lastly for today, our VRA commodity watch. Gold, as I mentioned earlier, having a nice day today up 1.53% to 1865 an ounce, but GDX, which is the gold miners ETF, having an even better day today, up 3.43%. So big day for the miners. And that's exactly what you want to see from this group. We're currently in the most seasonally bullish time to own precious metals in the miners and to see the mining stocks outperforming the precious metal is an even more bullish occurrence as well. So we're aggressively long this group here. Silver also having a nice day today, up 2% now to $24.74 an ounce. Copper is lower on the day, but not, not too bad, down 0.35% to $3.51 a pound. Still hovering at that multi-year high level as well. Oil lower on the day, now down 1.15% to $45.71 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin sideways on the day, kind of hopping all over the place, but now down 0.68% to $19,071 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcasts every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.